Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast. The one you're listening to, this podcast, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org. Or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, the show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. Allison Steedle had no intention of becoming a podcaster, but her love of food and her hunger for knowledge about food led her to co-hosting duties on the Off Cuts podcast. She is an excellent co-host. She is organized. She is smart. She is funny. And you'll hear from her as soon as I stop talking. For more on Allison and all of the other guests, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. The Record Company on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Allison Steedle is here. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. Allison Steedle, of course, from a number of different things, including the Offcuts podcast. Yes. Here locally, wonderful podcast on PFT Media. It's one of my favorites, has been for quite a while, basically ever since you joined it. Aw, thank you. Because you weren't there from the beginning. Correct. But it really didn't start till you got there. Aw, thanks. We like to. In my opinion. Thank you. You don't have to agree with that. I see you're agreeing with your eyes, but that doesn't come across on the radio, <laughs> but that's fine. It's all good. Thanks. So that was the record company with Don't Let Me Get Lonely from their album, Give It Back to You. Cool. Yeah. Okay, great. There was no <laughs> real connection to any of the themes or any of the things we'll talk about, but I really like that song. So what I do when I'm picking songs for uh, the show is I listen to my collection of songs that I've been collecting over the years. Mm-hmm. And I say, what is, what, what gives me a feeling, not a literal feeling, but what makes me think <laughs> of this person. And so that one came up. Oh, wow. Because you don't let me get lonely. No. You're a wonderful person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ignore your calls. You definitely don't <laughs> ignore my calls unless you're eating dinner, in <laughs> which case they sometimes. I'm always eating dinner. Do get ignored. <laughs> I'm According always eating you. dinner. <laughs> The Allison Steedle story. <laughs> I can't wait for that Lifetime movie. But first, to to help with that, to get Lifetime to know you a little bit better, because I know mm-hmm. you a little bit. I've been on Off Cuts mm-hmm. a few times yes. now, which has been uh, just a wonderful experience and a lot of fun. Thanks. A lot of laughing. You always bring some magic to the episodes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I want to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So we're going to play a game. And this is so the Lifetime Network can get to know you a Hallmark? little bit better. We're a lifetime network, you know. Okay, affiliate? Station here. (laughs) Yes, podcast. Uh, Although Hallmark, love your stuff too. Mm -hmm. Okay, don't want to say anything bad about Hallmark. But if it was going to be a Christmas movie, you got to go with Netflix. No, Netflix Christmas movies are amazing. Are they really? Yeah. Okay. They're super cheesy, but. Well, Netflix will also buy anything. So we could probably pitch them the uh, I'm Always Eating Dinner, the Allison (laughs) Steele story. That's right. A Christmas Spectacular. (laughs) This is getting really long, this title. So let's move over to the game. 
20 questions, instead of saying yes or no, up or down, you're going to say Romeo or Juliet. Okay. Romeo, because he was, I don't know, working class guy. He was just walking by this balcony, minding his own business. <laughs> and then Juliet, who is apparently a balcony dweller. Nobody likes balcony dwellers. Right. Uh, not to Trouble. say anything, yeah, that there's anything wrong with the Montagues or the... Capulets. That's the one. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that since I did not write that down at all and should have. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with them, the families. I don't want any feuds okay. with any families. Okay. Romeo or Juliet, Thanksgiving. Romeo? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like sure. your favorite? It is the, fa- it is the best. Okay. Um, and I think... Because it doesn't involve gift giving. Oh, you like no gifts. Right. So what about... Well, food. Food is the ultimate gift. Yeah, so it is gift giving. Well... But it's not present. It's not having to go out and shop. Right. It's not having to do that stuff. Yes, it's not as consumer driven. Okay, so Arbor Day is out because there's no food typically related (laughs) to that one. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. Easter? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Some food, but then also those cruddy chocolate bunnies. Well, it depends gross. on the okay. It depends on uh, yeah, but for the most part, okay, gross, All disturbingly right. gross, po- possibly not even Peeps, real chocolate. Yucky. Peeps, yucky. Okay, that's their new tagline. <laughs> Peeps, yucky. All right, very good. Yeah. And do you do a traditional Thanksgiving? The turkey, the yeah. stuffing. Um, I think we've gone through trying the whole reinvent Thanksgiving. Let's make a healthier version of Mm -hmm. your favorite dish, which doesn't taste nearly as good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think growing up, my mom was making for a few years in a row, uh, fat free uh, mashed potatoes. And we were finally like, mom, please, can you just make the one with the butter and everything? And it was amazing. So I think people every year, I mean, Thanksgiving is basically the same holiday every year. And people keep trying to reinvent it and improve upon things. But um, it's really just give the people what they want. You know, you want your classic green bean casserole. I mean, well, I don't know what you want for your Thanksgiving. Uh, anything but cranberry. Cranberry has always kind of bummed me out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand it. Right. Uh, I understand the cranberry industry. They're not a big <laughs> listener. Okay. We get more grapes listening than cranberries. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know that it can add... The cranberry can add some acidity to your turkey and can give it more of a, I guess, a balanced flavor profile. Okay, we're we're done with cranberry. I I can do without the cranberry. Yeah. But I say, I mean, Thanksgiving, just just keep it it what you want, you know? It's one day a year. Just have what you want. It's really not, the food is really not that bad for you. It's the quantity and the pies, I mean. So eat yourself into a coma is what I'm hearing. It's okay. It's one day a year. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you have to talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> Where are you on driverless cars or self-driving cars? <sighs> Romeo or Juliet? I think I'm becoming a Romeo on it. I'm accepting things. I'm kind of a one of the old-fashioned... I, I mean, I'm reading a Kindle now, so okay. I'm getting into the future So from that. a technology standpoint, you're starting to come around to yeah. what was the 20th century and will someday be into the 21st right, century. Right. Oh, yeah. good. you got to keep up with things or you're going to be outdated, I guess. But um, yeah, driverless cars, it's going to be a reality someday. Okay, so, so you would get in one right now? 
and say <laughs> plug in a destination and it no. would go. I mean, if I can override it, I guess. Okay, so you're in the driver's seat. You can yeah. press a few buttons, mm-hmm. but you would still be head on a swivel. I would swivel, be nervous. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Hands at 10 and 6. What is it? 10 um, and 2? Something like that? Yeah, I think you're good at 9 and 3, too. Okay. I think 10 and 2 is it's overrated. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> uh, so eventually, would you get, you have a daughter. Yes. Would you get in there with your daughter? Um, I don't, no, I don't think so. No, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I just think getting in a the, car period is a risk. I mean, it's a risk. Your beyond. daughter is a terrible driver. I mean, let's <laughs> face it. She's one years old now yes. and she just can't reach the pedals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We even tried to put the little cement blocks yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Did not work. Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Romeo or Juliet. Jerky. Jerky? Mm-hmm. Romeo. Jerky is fantastic. Is there any particular kind that you like? Um, I just saw one at lucky's market yesterday that was hatch chili Ooh. i did not buy it but it looked okay. really good so so it looks good yeah it tastes so, good too. i mean yeah at maker fair i bought some jerky there yeah it was korean barbecue excellent that was good jerky yeah okay good <laughs> very nice the beach romeo or juliet uh um Ro- mm, i'm kind of on the fence about this one I'll say Juliet. Okay. Just because I've I did not get out to the beach this summer. It's the it's all the logistics now with having a child and talking yourself out of going to the beach. But that's true <laughs> like of anything, worth, right? Like just about any trip that isn't uh, the in, library story time hour. <laughs> yeah, but it also involves a lot of like cleaning sand out of areas. Crevasses. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's not something I'm ready to take on, but in general, the beach is nice. Yeah. It, it's something, I mean, I grew up in Florida, so I'm used to the beach. I much prefer mountains, um, okay. but it could be because I've always known the beach. It's, you know, always you're been like, a thing. yeah, you're sick of the beach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over it. Okay. So that's a, that, I would oh, say I that's we'll, Juliet. All right. <laughs> uh, Instagram tested this in Canada, mm. which is where I'm from. Mm. And they're going to test it here in the U S hiding likes. Hiding likes. Yeah. So if you go to my Instagram account, mm-hmm. potentially in the future, you won't be able to see the amount of likes for each yeah. of my posts. Romeo. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about it? <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, um, I, I think that's the reason people post, or I think people are a little obsessed with how many likes they get. I'm guessing that's the reason they're hiding it. I'm not sure. Well, that or is and- it just to drive, um, their influence well so likes in general don't uh help or hurt with the algorithm okay right so what they take into account are the number of shares right the number of uh yeah and then the number of um actual interactions that you have like in terms of somebody messaging or somebody posting underneath and so and that has even that has to be like it can't just be a bunch of emojis it has to be an actual Mm -hmm. sentence or two okay of somebody having a good interaction with you on there the algorithm cares more about that than they care about likes so for the most part it doesn't really matter how many likes you get okay and in theory i guess if you're not showing the number of likes then you might post more. You mm-hmm. might interact on Instagram more. So if I were to post something, am I seeing my likes, but nobody yes, else's? That's oh, correct. okay. Because I was going to say that it's probably a good idea to get rid of likes in general because I think that's a way that people validate themselves. Correct. 
Um, so, but if you can still see your own likes, then that doesn't really help that problem. So from a self-help standpoint, <laughs> you would do away with likes yeah, tomorrow. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Who needs them? Who needs them? I mean, just, just do your thing. Instagram is a big listener, so I hope they're uh, Good. taking that into account. Listen to this. Let's talk about the day after Thanksgiving. Ugh. Okay. Juliet. All right. Black Friday. Yeah. No, not so much. Never. No, it's... Just stay it's deplorable. home. You're recovering from the food yeah, coma. You're still eating leftovers. And you're waiting for Small Business Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And Cyber Monday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Cyber Monday, one okay. of my favorite holidays. <laughs> Doorbell cameras. Romeo oh. or Juliet? Mm. Um, this is technology, so yes. I know you're slow to I am accept slow. Uh, and you're scared of it <laughs> for the most part. You I came am. in and you were looking suspiciously at the headphones and the microphone <laughs> when you came in here. Yes. I was poking at it. Um, let's With see. a torch, by the way. So yeah. you carry a torch around. I'm always ready. Yeah. I like it. Um, I would say Juliet. I assume you don't have one. I don't. We actually tried to get one, um, and we, we bought one one year. You put it on the roof by it accident. It did not work with our house for some reason. Wait. Wiring. Our house is weird. Your house is incompatible with a mm -hmm. doorbell camera? Yeah, I forgot what it was. Does it not have a door? There's a door. Okay. Well, maybe the technology. Like it maybe it's come up to speed. But um, I know the sensitivity on it can be kind of crazy. Like, my mother-in-law had it, uh, I guess, turned up a little too much and Any every emotion. car that passed yeah. would would put it off but and she would have to run to her phone or whatever yeah, to see who it was here's my solution i put a sign on the door that says sleeping baby <laughs> and it's on all the time so nobody comes to my door now i've seen your house the neon sign <laughs> is aggressive <laughs> sleeping baby mm -hmm. huge letters yeah with the arrow yeah uh, yeah as if they didn't know where it was uh-huh yeah um yeah, it might be a little aggressive, but people tend not to read and they'll knock on your door anyway. Oh, yeah. Amazon. Amazon, but, if you're listening, which you <laughs> which are. I know you are. Obviously. Because <laughs> now you're going to be sending her stuff about compatible doorbell cameras. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this one will work for your house, Allison. Yeah. Uh, how about taking your phone in the bathroom? Yeah. Romeo or Juliet? Oh, um, Romeo. Yeah. I do, yeah. I used to not do that, but... Oh, so it was like a conscious effort not to bring yeah, it in? Yeah, that was years ago. Yeah. That's since... Okay, so... Years ago before you had a phone? <laughs> right. Before I had a phone, I never brought I never it, took it in, in the there. bathroom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before there were cell phones. Okay, yeah, I mean, for, for a mom, all the moms out there, you know, the bathroom is like Quiet your time. escape yeah. for a while. Oh, yeah. So you have to just take a quick whiz and you're gone for 10 minutes. You know, just don't ask sure. questions. Mom just needs a minute. I am. I'm definitely just, just not asking scrolling. questions about your 10 minute whiz. <laughs> other than do you need to see the doctor? <laughs> that might be a thing that yes, I would ask. How about cursive? Oh, yes. Romeo. Yeah. Romeo. You still write in cursive. Oh, yeah. I just got a handwritten note from you. Yes. I don't. I a cursive. Yeah. This is the technology thing. And I, I'm fully aware that I am showing age by doing this, but I'm trying desperately to hold on to cursive. Okay. I'm still appalled that cursive is not being taught. And I, I want to teach, teach my child cursive. It's lovely, old fashioned, romantic, beautiful. 
And yeah, I write kind of a hybrid. Wait, are you still talking about cursive or me? I was talking about you. Okay, great. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) You like cursive are, I don't know. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. Yeah, that's what I really picked (laughs) up from that. Okay, great. Straight lines, curvy lines. Uh, Hmm. I'm not sure anyway, how to yes, feel cursive. about any of this. <laughs> so you are, uh, Off Cuts is a food-related podcast, yes. among other things. You do pop mm-hmm. culture, you cover a lot of bases, but right. a lot of food-related things yes. and a lot of really interesting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones I wanted to ask you about then are space cookies. So they just launched some stuff to the International Space Station, oh. a small oven, <gasps> and some actual dough they're going to try. They've never tried baking in space before. <laughs> So they're going to try to make cookies in space. Oh. Romeo or Juliet? Uh, Romeo? Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. Is it easy bake technology with a light? Or? I hope so. <laughs> I think it might. It, it would almost have to be that simple to run right. up there and everything. Yeah. But then you also have the issue of weightlessness. So I'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. how the cookies are going Ooh. to. Like where you need a non-stick. Now right. you need a stick. I'm sure so the host really of Offcuts would have some opinions about yeah. how that would work. I also like the idea of, you know, I hate this idea, but like you cannot burn. You, so like everybody's going to be watching this because mm-hmm. if you burn those cookies, <laughs> the whole space station is going to stink. Oh, yeah. For a while. Yeah. You can't really open a window to vent. No. How do you vent that? I don't. I mean, they have filtration systems, but that might overload the filtration systems. Yeah. It might be this whole thing the snowball effect is there a some homer simpson scene where he's eating cookies or donuts in space like in the air i'm just yeah. imagining this is how ha- this is what i want to see oh this is 100 percent. Okay. what i'm seeing is right. like really good a lot yeah. of that okay. a lot of that in space tiny houses romeo okay I'm... even though you couldn't live in one right right now I yeah. When I was single, I I was really into the prospect of tiny houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, and it all sounds really good in theory. I'm totally into minimizing and living. You know, getting rid of your stuff, Marie Kondo, whatever. Um, I think the bathrooming aspect of a tiny house is troublesome to me, and that the, I would okay. So the chemical toilet, you're not into? Yeah, anything I have to do maintenance on. Yep. Like I want things to just go away. Well, and I guess that. So would you have the tiny house on the wheels, or would you mm. just want to be in one place? If you can get plumbing in one, then yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If yeah. you're going to stay in the same place, then yeah. why not? Yeah. Yeah. If you can do pl- yeah, the plumbing thing is the only issue for me. So let me ask you this. If you had sort of the double wide tiny house where half of it is the living space kitchen, all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. and the other half is the nice bathroom. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Totally. That would work? Yes, please. I think we just just solved tiny houses. (laughs) Just make them double the size, permanent, and then have Have a giant bathroom. bathroom. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, Last question for now. Cobbler. Cobbler, Romeo uh, or Juliet. Romeo. Do you have a favorite? Uh, any cobbler is good. Okay. I I think. I mean, I'm on the pie side of the cake versus pie mm-hmm. thing, and the argument for cake is frosting. Well, guess what? I hate frosting. So really, <laughs> yeah. Any kind of frosting? Yeah. Because there's. The, I don't hate it. I just there's like garbage frosting. 
that comes in a can that isn't refrigerated and oh, there's yeah. like, you know, eating that. a good buttercream frosting. I, I can appreciate it, yeah. um, but you would have to remove like half of what is on the cake for me to enjoy it and not get So sick. I should have cake with you because then I would get yes, all your frosting. Uh, my husband loves to share cake with me. Yeah, so, makes yeah. sense. <laughs> he eats all the way around and then you yeah. eat the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, so I'm all about that. Cake or a cobbler or pie then? Um, what's the difference? One is chaotic and one is uh, sort of in focus. It's more organized. Um, well, I'm usually more organized, so I'll go with oh pie. Pie. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. All right. So we have a couple of uh, birthdays and anniversaries today. Uh, Minecraft mm. was fully released. So they had some beta testing and some other stuff. Okay. On this day in 2011... There are 112 million monthly active players mm-hmm. on Minecraft. Did you ever play? No, I know my nephews love it. Yeah, but yeah, I have no. I really don't know what it is. Is it Legos? Is it like Legos? It's a little bit like Legos. <laughs> You're building things. Yeah, I can get behind that. That yeah. sounds fun. Okay. Sounds Very kind good. of meditative almost. Uh, Luis Jacques Mande Daguerre was born okay. on this day in 1787. He is the guy who the daguerreotype is named after one of the fathers of photography. Oh, okay. So Instagram, yeah, you're thanks. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Daguerre is welcoming you. Okay. Instagram should say thank, thank you, you to, to him yes. because he helped with that. And then last but not least, a little short cartoon by the name of Steamboat Willie mm, premiered on this day. Yeah. Oh, wow. How did you know that? Um. That's disturbing. <laughs> I read it recently, something about... Have you hacked into my system? <laughs> Can you see this in, like, I'm my good lenses? With no, well, I'm not that great with numbers, but I'm good with dates, I guess. Great. Like years. Wonderful. Yeah, Steamboat Willie. Uh-huh. I've been watching a lot of Disney uh, YouTube lately. Uh-huh. And um, so... He asks questioningly? Uh, yeah, it's it's been a... Just real quick aside, public service announcement. If you search on YouTube for A Day at Disney... Uh, you can get, you can watch a promotional, you can watch promotional videos and you can do a day at Magic Kingdom. The year is 1991, which for me was when I was, you know. Smallish. Well, yeah, small. I was, that's when I was spending time. And I was going to say something more violent. I don't know why, like cracking skulls at Disney, but what? I was not actually doing that. So <laughs> I was just kicking around Disney in 1991. So watching these videos while drinking your coffee in the morning, very peacefully is an is an amazing Takes experience. You back. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> a day at Disney. A day at Disney. Um, you, you can see. So if you, I think they played these if you if they were trying to sell you the Disney Vacation Club. Yeah. Thing, but it, it just shows you every attraction. Oh, so you can see. Oh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was still there, and um, yeah, it's very nostalgic. Interesting. Okay. The Curse of Days. Well, that's good. Um, I like that you're good with dates because we obviously have a pop quiz coming up in the second hour with Simon Time Trivia, so stay tuned for that. We have bad business ideas coming up. We're going to learn more about Allison and the Off Cuts podcast here in a few minutes. But first, let's take a quick break. Catch our breath. Do some uh, yoga. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we do a lot of yoga. And then at the end of the first hour, we have to get ready for the dance party, which I just added. Uh, Astrid Hilberto and George Michael from the Red Hot and Rio album. This is Desafinado on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Previously 
to a certain degree. There are a lot of bad words in the world. Heck, pasteurize, sloppy joe, fungi. Marketing can be found on the list of dirty words because it's often produced in a way that is unsuitable and, as they say, pasteurized. But that's not how Bethany Renee Williams does marketing, as you will hear on the last episode of To a Certain Degree. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts or go to a certain degree.com. And now back to the show. Estrude Hilberto and George Michael from the Red Hot and Rio album that was Desafinado, which I think it means out of tune, which is unlike my guest who is mm. in tune uh-huh. to everything that's going on everything in the world of worlds okay of fashion Ooh. food okay parenting yes <laughs> what else uh disney disney years that are associated with disney being a super professional yes Allison Steedle is here. I'm good morning, here. Allison. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I've been on your show three times. Yes. You're now coming on for the first time here. Yes. A little nervous. Yeah. Which is weird because, I mean, you podcast now, mm-hmm. but do you consider yourself a podcaster? I think I do. Okay. I, I don't think there's anything that qualifies you as being a podcaster or not a podcaster. People have problems naming what they are. Um, especially, I mean, and I, when you wear a lot of hats, especially, yeah, I mean, I know in running, I do running too, and it's hard for people to get around to saying I'm a runner, right? Other rather than I run, it's hard. My host of Offcuts, Elliot, even still has problems being called chef, so just yeah, you're so that. and you're running for exercise and pleasure, not mm-hmm. away from something or someone, usually, yes, usually, okay, just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure about that. So Offcuts started out with Elliot and Elliot Hillis of Orlando Meats, uh, who's a friend of both of ours Mm -hmm. and a wonderful chef, and he's been on here uh, in the past. Started out with him, Steve Etchy, and I can't remember if he had anybody else. He had um, Rob Chase was his co-host, who was out of Digress Wine and College Park. And then you came along episode 14. 14. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not as good with numbers as you are. Uh, and to me, that's when everything really clicked. I think you brought uh, an organizational aspect yes. to it and you were serving a little bit as the audience surrogate, right? Right, Because you need somebody, when you have a chef, when you have somebody as knowledgeable as Elliot, mm-hmm. you need someone to kind of rein him in to make sure that everybody's understanding yes. uh, what he's talking about. So that's... Uh, along with a number of other roles that you have on the show and you know how to cook, you know how you're, would you consider yourself a foodie? Um, you sure. like good food. Yeah. Yeah. I would say okay. yes. Um, do I cook? Not, not so much. My husband actually loves to cook and, um, and I've been, I think what, you know, when you're not practicing, your skills are going down. So I, sure. I think I almost burned the uh, uh, frozen pizza not too long ago. So that's kind of where my skills are at right now. (laughs) I think for frozen pizza, it's either underdone or burnt. Yeah. There is like an eight second window where Mm -hmm. it's the right way Mm -hmm. and everybody misses that. Right. Yeah. Well, I know, I think what with the podcast, I think I know enough about food and 
not as much, of course, as Elliot. So I kind of know when to ask appropriate questions mm-hmm. because he will sometimes just go off assuming that people know what he's talking about. And I do have to kind of, a mutual friend of ours said Elliot needs rails. So I just kind of set those up for him. So before we get into a little bit more about offcuts, how did it, this was not your intention necessarily to become, no. to get onto podcasts and <laughs> doing that sort of thing. No, this is just really something that I kind of fell into. Mm-hmm. I just, be, I became friends with Elliot. He was starting this podcast. I love listening to podcasts. Um, and so he had asked for some feedback on it. I listened to his shows and gave him feedback. He went in and started doing things a little differently uh, with his current co-host, with his, you know, his first co-host. And um, when that, when his co-host was no longer able to do his uh, co-hosting duties, I was asked to fill in until he found a new person. And I filled I really enjoyed it. Um, he asked me to stay and I've been there ever since. I think we're on episode 40 mm-hmm. now. So almost a full year of podcasting. It's really like until you get about 20 episodes mm-hmm. sort of under your belt that you really figure out your voice and other things. So you yes. feel like you've gotten there. Oh yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. It's all, I mean, if you think you can't do something, um, you're not quote ready to do something. You're never really, you just have to do it. So that's kind of the mindset I put myself into is I'm, I would like to do this. I would really like to be behind the scenes to do it. And now I'm a voice on the podcast, which is which is fine too. I'm having fun with that. But um, the only way to learn how to do something sometimes is just to do it. So, and I still, you know, definitely starting out had imposter syndrome. Like, why am I here? I should not be doing this, but I mean, nobody else is doing it. So why not me? Right. So Why not now? Yeah. Why not you? Right. Why not here? Uh-huh. All these questions. Yeah. Went through your head. Yeah. So offcuts in your mind, how would you define it to somebody who maybe hasn't listened before? I think um, I would define it as a food and culture podcast from the inside. So I think what it offers um, that is different from other food podcasts is that you have somebody who practically lives in a kitchen Mm -hmm. and knows all the ins and outs. He has industry. We have industry people on the show. We had Steve Lewis from Gideon's and from an outsider like me, um, who's not in the food industry, I love to learn, you know, what is going on back in the kitchen and behind the counter and what are they really thinking with, when I go up to the counter and ask, you know, what, Oh, what, what do you recommend? And, you know, Elliot has told the story, Orlando meats is known for their burger. Mm-hmm. So people will go in and ask, Oh, I heard your burger's good, but what else do you recommend? And he has all these amazing, exciting dishes, noodle. They make their own noodles everything on the menu is incredible and 99% of the time people will order the burger. They'll, no, well, they'll go through the other yes, things. They'll make the him whole tell, thing yeah. and yeah, they'll revert back to, so I like to know behind the scenes and that we have a segment on the show called Yelp review review. Mm-hmm. And we've um, one episode did Orlando meets a review on the burger. Um, and the biggest complaint was it was not, you know, it's a, it's called the medium rare burger and they won't cook it a different way. They now offer a more basic burger where you can request what temperature at which you want it cooked. But um, yeah, someone was complaining about the medium rare burger and, and saying, oh, well, this Jack in the Box 
whole fiasco. There's some Jack in the box burger undercooked. It made a lot of people sick, but what was really enlightening is Elliot and his, um, his, the other chef at Orlando meets, um, Seth, you know, what I learned was that it's not the temperature of the burger. That's the problem. It's the quality of the meat. Right. So you should only be afraid of how your burger is cooked if it's, you know, not, not very good beef. So he was talking about something on the air that kind of, you know, opened my eyes to the idea of that, which was the place where Orlando meat sources from mm-hmm. uh, or the places are tested right. on a regular basis yes. for those things. Mm-hmm. And so you could actually eat just about anything from there yes. raw and you would be fine. Right. Don't know what it would taste like exactly <laughs> if you had like raw chicken or something, but yeah. it would be fine. Exactly. Yeah. So it is a learning experience. It sounds like you're learning in real mm-hmm. time in many yes. cases about this stuff as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Has that made you want to do something different in your life? Like you, again, you're not really from a food background. Right. Did you even work in food service at any Never. point in your life? Yeah. Mm-mm. So I only did retail. So I still right. think that food and food related services are kind of magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it hasn't made me want to work in food. It hasn't even made me want to cook more. Um, but it does I, it make you appreciate the that's, food more? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Um, I definitely appreciate food more. I'm more knowledgeable about it. I love uh, even getting to know Orlando better because mm-hmm. of it and the food scene and being a resource for some of my friends to come to to say, hey, I want to go out with friends to such and such. Um, you know, and I was like, what level of fanciness do you want and what kind of cuisine and I recommend you know I, I know where to where to send them so oh nice. a little concierge service <laughs> yeah. I like that so yeah maybe maybe that's what I could do is, yeah. is curate people's food experiences Ooh. there you go mm. let's uh why don't we take a break we'll uh, talk about <laughs> this as a potential bad business idea okay. uh let's play a quick song thank you Allison and we'll come back and I want to get even more background because I think it's interesting that obviously mm. you're doing the podcast but Right. There's so much more to you. Yeah. So many layers. Mm-hmm. So much onion to you. <laughs> like I talk I to you onions. and I just cry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll play Teddy Thompson. This is uh, from the album Separate Ways. Everybody move it. Mm. Okay. Can't On wait. WPRK Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. A local legend a man with his original teeth. All of these things can be used to describe Mark with a C. If you don't know him, he is a gentleman and a scholar, always ready to share his time and knowledge about the recording arts, his music, and the joys of vinyl. He has been recording and putting out music for 20 years, and to celebrate, he is putting out a best of three LP set. He's published a book about his life in music, and he's doing his annual holiday show at Will's Pub on December 2nd for free. How can you miss any of those things? You can't. Search for Mark with a C on the internet. It's spelled out Mark with a C or any of the social medias for more. Now back to the show. Teddy Thompson on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was everybody. Move it. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest. Allison Steedle is that person 
this week. You can find her on the internet, uh, Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. Yes. But more so through Offcuts Podcast, which you can right. find on the internet. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Yep. Instagram. <laughs> yes. Great. Offcuts Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And then just search Offcuts on Facebook. And you can find that on just about every podcast network yeah. out there. You should subscribe. Please do. And listen to it as often as possible. You could, I mean, in theory, you could listen to my podcast and their podcast at the same time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it. You can actually sync it up to The Wizard of Oz. Yes. And it, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Both, they have to be both playing at the same time. Both playing backwards at the same time. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah, because that's how we roll. <laughs> Everything here is staged around Wizard of Oz. Right. Because we keep current here. <laughs> uh, to a certain degree and offcuts podcast. Allison, I wanted to go back a little bit because mm-hmm. as a co-host of a podcast, you know, that's not something that you intended to do. It's something Correct. you fell into. Basically, if I remember correctly, you were going to Orlando Meats because the food is amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's how you met Elliot because right. he is the uh, chef there. Mm-hmm. And before that, um, and I guess, well, in conjunction with that, your parent. Yes, and New so period. newish parent, mm-hmm. you know, you age very much in the first year. Yes. And so I wouldn't <laughs> consider you a new parent anymore. <laughs> age in the sense of your parenting age, not oh, necessarily okay. in your well, physical too. age. <laughs> I feel like I've aged. It changes you quite a bit. Yes. But you are a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you were uh, potentially looking for a creative outlet and that's where yes. podcasting was uh, fit in for you. Right. Uh, specifically. But you are looking at other things to do and to yeah. interact with people, especially help other moms mm-hmm. find things to do. Right, right. So, and I prefer, well, not to be technical, but I prefer full-time mom because... No, 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 please. Stay-at-home mom, I... Show me the mom who's at home. Yeah. We are always trying to get out of the house. We we need to because we go crazy. Yeah. But uh, yes. So when my daughter was born, um, I was working in education. Uh, I was doing um, advising for healthcare programs. And um, can, I, can I say? Okay. Yeah, please. I don't know. Buzz market if they're not. Uh. No, no, no. <laughs> we have. Um, I, I am always big on. And actually the name to a certain degree came up. The reason for the name is originally this was going to be a an education related mm-hmm. podcast, like sort of the idea of there's right. a number of different ways to get an education, whether you go mm-hmm. to a state college, uh, right. whether you go to, uh, you know, private school um, or you don't go to college at all right. and you get your education some other way. Mm-hmm. So that was the original idea. So, yeah, Seminole yes. State's awesome. Seminole Valencia's State awesome. Yeah. Everybody's awesome. Yes, everyone is awesome. Thank and you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I decided to, uh, for lack of a better word, stay home with my daughter when she was born. Um, and, yeah, I've always been into writing and creative arts and that side of things. So um, when the podcast thing kind of came up, it was kind of like an answer to some prayers is that I did not want to go back to work full time because I wanted to spend time with my daughter, like as much time as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then this came up and it became because I do like to work. Uh, I did miss working. And so the podcast came up 
um, and pursued that. I started uh, when I was first staying at when I first was uh, when my daughter was first born. After I got over the initial shock, you know, you want to get out and do things. Sorry, were you not expecting her to be born? Uh, <laughs> this is not. I didn't know I was pregnant. Okay, situation. Great. I, yeah. I was aware the whole the, time. The shock was holy. Yeah. God, I have to keep this thing alive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. That, Had the same thing. You you sometimes don't think past that, but yeah, you're uh, and then you're wanting to get out and do things, and Orlando. Uh, is amazing for activities for mm -hmm. little ones. So what I did was I made a Google calendar for all the recurring events because there's story times at, you know, Winter Park Different Library, OCLS, Maitland, yeah. all these things going on around town. But what I had, uh, what I was struggling with was kind of organizing those things and knowing what was occurring daily. So I made a Google calendar that had recurring dates. Some other moms asked me to share that. And then I ended up, creating uh, Moms on Mills, which is right now a Facebook group. I also have an Instagram, um, and I'm hoping to grow that. And what that has is a calendar on the Facebook. And a friend of mine um, gave me the idea, like, you should just have, have something called Moms on Mills. Thanks, Elizabeth. And um, so now we can find that on Facebook. Um, trying to, there's, it's a small group. I haven't really promoted it a whole lot. Um, hoping to grow it and help other moms who kind of, you know, are too busy to know what to do every single day. Go out there and search for it. But right. yeah, do want to spend that quality time. Do you want to get out of mm -hmm. the house Yeah, a little bit? So it's something yeah. I, I think I would have valued when I first started out and I value it now that it, it was really, I made it for myself and then I figured it could help other people. How important did you find the social aspect of hanging out with other moms yeah. Because not to say that uh, other parents, other people who are in a situation where they have a young one mm -hmm. and they were surprised by that, like you yeah. were <laughs> on some level. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's, it is important to have a community and to have a tribe, but at the same time, I am an introvert. I'm a shy person. I'm not that outgoing. So, um, so to do mommy you know, mommy groups and meetups and things. I think those are important, but as a person with my personality, I'd rather just kind of know what's going on and um, go to these events and maybe not have to interact <laughs> super, you know, it's just kind of my personality. So this is kind of the, the moms on mills thing is kind of like, this is what's going on. We might have meetups. I don't know what the future is for that, but um, it's something that is a little bit more, passive if you want to keep to yourself and just do things with your child. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've met a lot of amazing moms going to the library and you kind of have to be outgoing if you, you know, want to talk to other moms and relate because, you know, it's kind of like dating. You're like, well, let's just exchange phone numbers. <laughs> I don't know if we'll like each other, but I've always liked all the moms I've met. So, But it's yeah. also a, you know, am I the only one necessarily mm. going through this? Yeah like having those conversations with people, oh, yeah. whether it's text or in person or, or whatever, yeah, you it, get to actually say, are you also exhausted <laughs> all the time and wondering where you are? Right. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think, uh, the, I mean, another thing with Instagram is that's kind of made an expectation that is kind of an old-fashioned thing is that moms have to be really stoic and, you know, not express the fact that they're drowning or struggling. Sure. Um, and, you know, these very well curated, they're selling you something on Instagram creates this image that, you know, why am, why am I not 
like you know? that. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, even like the mom bun, like the messy bun thing, that doesn't work for me. It looks beautiful on other women. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I do it on my back hair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that actually doesn't look that great. No, it does not. On some people. Are you talking about me? Okay. <laughs> Because I, I thought seen this it accentuated. Well, I'm wearing clothes that accentuated. We, I think. Yes, you are wearing clothes, <laughs> which yes. is unlike Thank you. the producer of, of Offcuts. Yeah, who does not wear a shirt. But anyway, very <laughs> nice. But anyway, yeah. Okay, so going back to then, what do you think the content plan is going to be for that? Because you know you're you're right. starting it out, and now you're you're gaining some followers mm-hmm. and you're having a certain amount of responsibility right like same right. with offcuts mm-hmm. uh same with anything that you're doing maybe it is a creative venture at first where you're just right. like this is just an outlet for me yeah but eventually you're going to get follows you're going to have listeners you're going to whatever those things are mm-hmm. do you feel like a certain obligation or do you feel like okay i have to have a little more of a plan going and right. then does that does that help in, in, you know, what you're doing and you're, you know, trying to do in terms of your mental health or are you like, does that make me want to just ball it up and throw it away? <laughs> I think giving, having that responsibility and accountability to other moms is helpful because it, it makes me work harder. Um, and I love to work and create these things. Um, I think my content is going to be mainly just guides. I want to do, you know, this is what's going on this weekend and more of a, you know, a schedule. Um, if your baby's taking two naps a day, here's a sample schedule for for what you can do all, all week. If your baby's on one nap a day, here's what's going on in the morning and what's going on in the afternoon. And, you know, there are little tidbits out there that, you know, just kind of spread by word of mouth. But like, if you're a member of the Orlando Science Center, the kids area opens at 9 a.m. And I didn't learn. I've had been a member almost a year. I didn't know that until a few months ago. Oh, but yeah. um, nobody's there at 9 a.m. You have the run of the place. Uh, it's great for kids who are on an earlier schedule. Well, you probably shouldn't have told everybody on the radio this. Well, I think <laughs> that's my job. People should know. <laughs> so now it's going to be packed. Oh, man. It's uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you can share? I don't think it'll be that packed. You're good at sharing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving me a look like, no, she's not. Well, uh, that's it for the first hour. Wow. It goes by fast. It really does. I'm a joy to talk to. You are. I have to remind the <laughs> listeners every time I say that. That's true. Uh, do you want to do a dance party? Please. Okay, let's do that. Uh, it's early in the morning. If you're in your car, dance. If you're listening to this as a podcast, dance. Let's mm-hmm. just get some dancing going. So this is Dirty Vegas with one of the... 8 million remixes of Days Go By. I don't know exactly which one this is, but this is Days Go By on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Why would anyone need a typewriter these days? Let me tell you. Maybe you own an Etsy shop and you want to send some unique thank you notes with your orders. As a writer, you could use one to unlock your inner Hemingway. You may need to see a doctor about that as well. There are any number of reasons, but don't go out and buy one when you can simply rent. Yes, Card and Fast is the typewriter rental service that no one saw coming. Check out all the machines on cardandfast.com. Now back to the show. Jude on WPRK, 
Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree from the album No One Is Really Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I didn't write it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was You, Mama You. Good morning. My name is Nick. I have a mama here with me today, <laughs> Allison Steedle. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thank you. For it's having You, me. Mama You. Yes. That needed to be here for this next segment. Okay. Which I like to call Uh-oh. Bad Business Ideas. <laughs> Bad business ideas, it's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal, we hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. It's not personal, it's only bad business. <laughs> so you've been listening to the show for a while now. Yes. Allison, or at least you claim to. I claim to. Sure. I've heard of it. Uh, I am familiar (laughs) with the radio station (laughs) that it's on. Great. So you know what the deal is with bad business ideas. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what I like to do, I hope that I'm inspiring people to come up with their own terrible ideas. Mm -hmm. Because really in in the imagination and that coming up with ideas is where the true genius lies. Right. So do you have any true genius ideas that have come up Based on listening to this, have I, I already yeah. improved your life? Now, <laughs> as being on a get, being a guest on the show, your life will improve by thirty percent. Okay, that's Great. a proven fact. <laughs> I have measured it in a oh. number of ways. I have measurement things like rulers and things. Okay. So I have measured my past guests, and they have improved by thirty percent their awesome. their life, their I quality believe, of life. I believe that. Great. So have you come up with, do you have your own series of bad business ideas? I have a bad business idea and I have a good business idea. Can I share it with that? Yeah. Now, remembering that you're on the radio (laughs) and that if it is a really good business idea, you don't want to keep it to yourself. That's fine. No, no, no. Well, the bad business idea. Well, one of the things I love about your bad business ideas are the names Mm -hmm. of your concepts. Sure. Sometimes the name comes first. One of these I'm going to need help with the name. Okay. But the, uh, this is my bad business idea and it's for Thanksgiving. So we've established that Thanksgiving is not a consumer holiday. It doesn't involve presents. Correct. Although arguably does involve shopping. True. Yep. But what if we made it about presents and made it about consumerism? I mean, it's kind of the last holiday hanging out there that, we're not buying presents for other right? as we established earlier, other than Arbor Day. Yeah, right. You yeah. don't get like a Thanksgiving basket when you wake up in the morning. Sure. Although, well, that wasn't my idea, but it could be. I like it. <laughs> so I my, like it so far. My idea is called turkey stuffers. Mm-hmm. So kind of like stocking stuffers, but you have it's kind of a Christmas and um, yeah. Hanukkah hybrid because they're small gifts that you find inside the turkey when you sit down. Inside the actual turkey? It's stuffed into the turkey. Maybe the turkey in this case is like a sock or is like some sort of bag that's turkey shaped. Um, I just want it in the actual turkey. This is the hallmark of a bad business idea (laughs) is, yeah. Um, The other... Danger and health (laughs) violations. I mean, they're big enough that you're not going to eat them. They're sturdy enough that they're okay when they get wet. So like or no cash baked or, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or you can just kind of somehow I was going to throw say, them in afterwards. Yeah. Kind of yeah. insert them in there okay. after. Um, how many, let me ask you this. How many marriage proposals <laughs> do you think have Ooh. come from the Turkey? Like, Oh, let me cut this. out. what's what? this? 
Maybe we can start that. That should be a thing. And I, w- I mean, if you don't want to go full on turkey stuffers, what you can do is kind of like Mardi Gras, where you eat the king cake and find the tiny baby Jesus. Yeah. You can put a baby turkey little guy into the stuffing in the turkey. Would that be an egg? <laughs> just use an egg. Yeah. That, yeah, that's kind of like a scotch egg kind of situation. Hey. Whoever finds the egg. Oh, stuffing with a scotch egg in it. I'm all in for a that. turkey. I'm, All right. I'm 100%. <laughs> if it's just scotch eggs in the turkey. We can do that. Yeah. But I was thinking of whoever 100%. finds the little baby turkey <laughs> gets good luck for the rest of the year. Okay. Like the couple and weeks. And everybody else, bad luck. Bad luck. <laughs> so sorry. Yes. So that's called turkey stuffers. I love it. Okay, good. Um, my good business idea needs a name. It is for uh, Thanksgiving Day when you forget an item, uh, an ingredient, you forgot the stuffing this year. Every Well, everything's not closed anymore. This would work better years ago. If everything was closed. If everything was closed. So we, um, first thing we need to do for this good business idea is a time machine. Right. <laughs> Great. Got it. Okay. And then so everything's closed. Automatically makes it a bad or business idea. you just don't even want to go out. Like, yeah. I don't want to go to the Winn-Dixie. Sorry, Winn-Dixie. The Winn-Dixie, the one that's open, you know, on... I don't want to even go there. But um, you forget your thing. Meal delivery. Get um, whoever... It's going to deliver. I don't. I just need some. I forgot the yeah, gravy. Get, get me a crown of gravy. Yeah. They bring it right to your house. You order it online. I like it. Thanks. Okay. I don't know the name though. All right. We'll work on that. Okay. Why don't we uh, get to your bad business ideas All right, I'm ready. that you have to choose from, that you have to help me with. Just like every episode, you don't, I mean, it was wonderful that you came with your own, <laughs> but I have some for you. All right. Perfect. Allison, may I call you Allison? Yes. Great. Thanksgiving is a time for family. True or false? True. That is correct. Which makes before Thanksgiving and after Thanksgiving a time to compare your family with your friends. (laughs) Specifically how crazy your family can be. Now, I know your family is listening and they are wonderful. Yes. So I know that you don't ever (laughs) talk about how nutty they can be. But I talk about mine literally all the time. Occasionally with my therapist, many times at the checkout aisle. It just helps to verbalize things. Okay. Now, while you don't participate in this Thanksgiving tradition, you may be familiar with this game of like the competition of whose family is mm, the kookiest. Right. Uh, well, yeah, but I have a sister who is always trying to start an intervention on someone. Or, <laughs> hey, yeah, but you wouldn't believe what my grandfather does at dinner. And then, you know, there's always the fight right. they get into during the dessert. You, you play this game. Mm-hmm. And no one can really know or accurately understand how crazy somebody else's family is. Right. Until now. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, Let's say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Rent rent other other people's people's family family members. members. Wow, that was good. (laughs) Yep. You can't have a friend to come to your house. Like if you came to my house on Thanksgiving, everybody's going to be on their, you know, best behavior. But right. I could rent you one of my relatives <laughs> so you know what it's like to have my relatives okay. at your dinner. Mm-hmm. And you would have the crazy at your house, which would actually benefit me. Okay. You would appreciate what you have mm. even more. Okay. Even <laughs> more. So I came up, I, I don't have exactly what the name is going to be. So maybe you could help me with uh, this one. Family tools. <laughs> Mental rental. Okay. 
Um, and then I did have a tagline I really like. Uh, you can't spell rant without ant. Mm. Technically not correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I like but that. it still works. I like that it's a little off. Yeah. Okay. So appreciate your holidays a little bit more. Yeah. Know and finally understand why your friends are a little bit out there. Okay. Because you're going to have their family over to your dinner. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I like it. It's like kind of like a Christmas carol. Well, not really. But you're shown okay. you're shown an alternate reality yes. of what yes. things could be. And then you realize, wow, I'm really lucky. The and, ghost of parallel families. I'm not sure yeah. if that works. And also you have pretty much a stranger in your house, which just makes you uncomfortable anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you... And what are the holidays if not to make us uncomfortable? Yeah. Okay. I like that one. No, I'm asking that. Oh. Is there another purpose for them? No. Okay, great. That's it. <laughs> So, okay, that's just idea number one. Let's just call that family tools for now. Now, second idea, business. Mm -hmm. You know business. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Have you ever been in a situation where your email inbox becomes your to-do list? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't work. Right. Right, so we have the idea of you have to get through everything, you have to get Mm -hmm. through your emails, and you never do, and they just keep piling up. And you Mm -hmm. miss something and it gets back there. This is where our new company, Inbox 3210, comes in. (laughs) Okay. Emails with expiration dates. Okay. Emails that explode after a certain amount of time. (laughs) So if it's a regular email, in 48 hours, it's going to delete. Okay. So you have to do something with that email. You don't necessarily have to... do whatever the email is asking you to do. Mm-hmm. I say it as if the email has some sort of power <laughs> over you. power, yes. Yeah. So you get an email from a coworker, hey, or your, your supervisor. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you look into this? Right. But because you're not necessarily good at writing things down or making lists or that sort of thing, you just keep it in your inbox and you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going to go through my emails mm-hmm. and when I get to that one, that's when I'll do it. Okay. But in 48 hours, if it's going to disappear... If it's going to self-destruct, you have to get to that somehow, one way or the other. Okay. And then stuff sent with urgency is going to self-destruct in six hours. Mm -hmm. So you have to get to that. Okay. So that's inbox 3210. Exploding emails forces you to either do stuff faster, become more productive, or write it down so you can be more productive that way. I didn't really think of that until now. I guess you could (laughs) write it down. Um, yeah, but you're probably not going to. Correct. Well, okay. I like that one, but I think, I think you need to raise the stakes. Oh. Cause I think to some Electricity. people, <laughs> no, here's, here's, okay. here's what I think. Um, okay. So I think if your email is just going to self-destruct, that might be a relief to some like, Oh, I guess I didn't get around to it. But what if you have, you, if, if you don't get to your email within six hours, say for the urgent yep. one. Then it's tied to your bank account. You're going to have to donate money to a cause that you don't like. So if you don't get to that email, oh, okay. it deducts money and gives it to the NRA or something. I mean, depending. Depending. On, you know, where who you, you are. Who you, you are. Do. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean. NRA is a big listener. <laughs> they love my bad business ideas. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. What about, you know. I like that. That is. Money. You know what? When I was saying it out loud, it wasn't a bad idea. Yeah. And then when you added that to it, 
you have been listening to this show. Hey, that's why I'm here. That is wonderful. Yeah. Inbox 3210. Donation. Get it. <laughs> Got it. Great. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now you have these two wonderful meals set before you. Mm-hmm. Mental rental, family tools, and inbox 3210. Yeah. Which do you think is the better one? Which do you want to run with? I know you're busy, but you have time to take one of these. Yeah. I think I would do the email one. Yeah. I think that, I mean, it would be more lucrative because it's year round. Thanksgiving, the holidays, you know, you can only rent your family members, you know, certain times a year. Sure. Um, I mean, we could expand too. To other switch, holidays. Switch but moms on Mother's Day. Okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Again, it'll make you appreciate your mom right? maybe a little bit more. So, or you might like the other well, mom better. Well, mm. yeah. <laughs> So Mom, thinking, keep keep moms on their toes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, moms out there, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. Well, you 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 know I'm, who you yes, are. Yes, I'm Allison. You're you're a mom. I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think the email one. I'm gonna okay take. We're self destructing. Just expect anybody who's listening to this right now or in podcast format. We've hacked into your system. Mm-hmm. The emails are gonna self destruct. Yes. Get to it. Yeah. Get to it, or you're gonna have stuff donated to the shoe foundation mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and nobody wants that no shoe foundation yeah they want to make shoes uh stinkier so that for people <laughs> with smelly feet oh you have to buy new shoes no you don't notice it oh so everybody has stinky feet okay yeah it's a really i, I mean i'm not saying that i i give but i i could <laughs> i have okay given <laughs> shoe foundation all right shoefoundation.org Okay. Go there. <laughs> I don't go there. I'm not sure what's yeah, there. Yeah, who knows what's yeah, there. Let's, let's not do that. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Allison. Let's play a song, and then we'll come back, and we'll do some other things. We've got a quiz coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this seemed appropriate. Betty Servert, uh Dust Bunny on WPRK. Oh, Winter Park, Florida. <laughs> You're listening to a certain degree. My friends and yours, Theater on the Edge, have a show you should consider going to. It's talk radio. Sorry, punctuation issue. There's no comma there. Talk radio. You already maybe like the idea of talk radio since you're listening to a podcast, so this is likely right up your alley. The show runs through December 8th, so run, don't walk, to theateronTheEdge.org to get your tickets. Now back to the show. Betty Servert on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I forgot what people were listening to for a second. But then I remembered they may not always be listening 100%. Right. And that made me think of you're listening to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good reminder. Yeah. Allison Steedle is here. I'm here. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure. From the Off Cuts podcast, among other things, you can also find her uh out and about at moms on mills mm-hmm. moms at mills moms on mills on mills because so, you're yeah. not just at mills you're on mills. we're on mills maitland to orlando along that corridor oh nice yeah that's cool 1792 i guess very nice yeah so let's go back one more step in terms of your mm. background okay so not broadcast right not uh, necessarily uh, event-related stuff or marketing or anything mm-hmm. like that, communications. Right. What did you do? Uh, well, my degree, my bachelor's degree is in English literature. 
which is probably why I recalled Capulet <laughs> earlier. <laughs> that could be it. Um, yeah, I uh, started college under a biology major mm-hmm. for some weird reason because I thought that's what I should do. Um, and then I walked into seeing college algebra for the first time in, you know, I hadn't taken algebra since ninth grade, I think. And I walked in and out of that classroom and changed my major to English because English is what I love. And uh, very little math. Very little. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Um, but yeah, I walked into uh, college algebra and I had no idea what was going on. So, uh, being coming from I'm coming from a background where I not a lot of pressure was on me to do well in school and excel. I just kind of had a lot of self motivation. I was in a program in high school. I think they there's still IB programs mm-hmm. around international sure. baccalaureate um, uh, advanced placement. So I was around a culture of you know achieving, and um, school came pretty easily yeah. to me. It's challenging for sure, but. Um, once I got to college, once I had something more challenging, I kind of switched gears, um, which later I ended up taking college algebra much later for a physical therapy degree, and I did really well in it. So I think it was kind of a mindset uh, thing. But um, That seems to be the case yeah. with math. So going back just a second, mm-hmm. coming out of high school, did you go directly to college? Yes. And was that always the intention and the plan? For me, yeah. I, I was very much about doing things the way you you understand that you should do. Mm-hmm. So these are rites of passages. You have to go, I want to live in a dorm room. I want to you know, do all the college things. I didn't end up living in a dorm room, thankfully. Um, but uh, <laughs> I lived in an apartment. Sorry, dorm rooms, if you're listening. Yeah, squishy walls and such. Um, I'm sure it was a good experience, but um, my cousin had already... Um, was already attending Florida State when I got there. So I lived with her and she's my best friend for that. Um, I was in marching band at Florida mm. State and um, that was kind of my my tribe. And yeah, I just went right into college. I had a lot of credits coming out of high school. So I finished my bachelor's and I attended three years of college and earned a bachelor's and then uh, moved back home after that. And back home was Orlando? Orlando, yeah. And what happened that you kind of decided physical therapy was the way to go? Yeah, so um, I graduated college in 07. So 2008, I luckily I got a job in 07. I got a part-time job at Seminole State. And um, so I was working there, trying to work into a full-time job um, so I can move out of my parents' house. And, you know, I was uh, really struggling with that because that was the housing market crash. There were no jobs Um, So I was just kind of lucky to have a part-time job. And um, I was also in the same time getting into running and triathlons, injured myself, was receiving physical therapy for my knee Mm -hmm. and um, realized that part of the program at Seminole State, there's a physical therapist assistant program where um, a lot of, it's not something students usually get, it's usually a second career for students yeah, to yeah. get into because not a lot of people know about it. To become a doctor of physical therapy is, you know, $120,000 um, for schooling. You're, uh, and then, you know, your pay for that is not nearly that much. You don't get paid to be a physical therapist um, nearly that much. So this was kind of a an associate of science degree. It was a two-year program. Um, it's, I mean, it, as far as Florida goes, Seminole State is the top of the line as far as physical therapist assistant programs. 
And so, um, yeah, I went from advising students to becoming a student. Um, and so I did that for two years. And you were still working there at the time? Um, no, it's a full-time program. Oh, okay. So I had to quit my job, but I did like work study. Mm-hmm. I was a work study student and a student ambassador and things that would help like as a scholarship um, with skills I already had from working there. Then I um, graduated and worked at uh, a major hospital in Orlando for four years. Oh, wow. Um, as a PTA. And the if you're familiar with the hospital, I mean, there was, this is like ICU, both nurses and other healthcare persons, um, the burnout rate is about four to five years. So at that point, you're kind of like, okay, what else? So looking at other, there's a lot of different settings for physical therapy. You can work in an outpatient setting, home health, and that sort of thing. So I was looking at that. And then Seminole State, a job opened to do advising for healthcare programs. So I could go back and advise students who were going into this program that I went through, had 11 interns in, and um, and I can go back and do that. So that's what I did. Um, and then I did that for a couple of years before I had my daughter. So let me ask you one of the things we talked about off air. You've done both of these things, but you know, have experiences in life that help you find oh. your voice, that help you um, have some perspective. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things you and I were talking about mm-hmm. was doing a podcast. Right. Like that does help you find your voice. It does help yes. you figure out how to communicate, especially if you go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're right. listening to yourself and no one's going to be a harsher critic. Yes. Then, well, your, your, your mom, your <laughs> therapist and you. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. That's a terrible uh, <laughs> comedy sitcom right there. My mom, my therapist and, and me. <laughs> Obviously, they're all living in the same apartment. which would be awful. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so but one of the other things you mentioned was working in a hospital. What did that perspective give you? And yeah, I would suggest, I mean, no matter what you're doing, if you're not in a healthcare field, I would recommend working in a hospital, volunteering in a hospital and a major hospital at that where you're seeing trauma, you're seeing a lot of hard things. Um, That experience for four years um, You're not saying do that for four years. Don't do it for four years. Do it for <laughs> a year, maybe six months or something. Get get experience um, because going from working in a hospital to doing literally anything else is not that bad. <laughs> and I know other industries could be, you know, like EMT, sure. firefight. Anyone could say yeah. something. Like, and even I was not, you know, really. I was in the stuff, but you know, maybe not as much as nurses or some of the doctors there, but, um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible experience. Um, you can really learn, I mean, you learn to deal with people when they're at their absolute worst. Um, and you know, very difficult people working under a stressful situation, thinking quickly, improvising. That might be part of, you know, why I took to podcasting too, is because as an introvert, Every patient I saw, I had to be on and I had to be this outgoing person, which is exhausting mm-hmm. for someone like me. Um, but yeah, just doing the, just that experience. And then the radio show and podcasting too, um, being able to carry on a conversation with, you know, my hairdresser and, you know, anyone you meet, you can start a conversation with people. And, you know, one of the biggest things I learned from Elliot, my uh, host of Offcuts, is the yes and part of improv and to, I mean, he just yes ands life. So whatever you ask him, he's like, yes. Um, but 
as far as in a conversation, you know, if you, uh, you're asked a question or a suggestion or something, you can either say, uh-huh, or, you know, no, or, but, or you can just carry that on yeah. and carry out a crazy scenario that's super playful, super fun. It's improved, uh, re- you know, my relationships and talking to, you know, family members and um, friends and it's, it's an awesome skill. So I think a part of that comes from the hospital too, is just having to be on the spot and, and go. You uh, mentioned triathlon. I didn't know that was something that you did. Yeah. Um, but then you mentioned a knee injury. So I'm going to, mm. is it MCL, ACL, LCL, um, JCL, <laughs> QCL? Like which one was it? It, it is, ba- it was the, uh, I don't remember what it All was. Of Patello, the it was called patellofemoral pain. Oh. Um, and that is basically that floating bone, your patella yeah. that's on the anterior of your knee. Um, is not aligned properly. So it's rubbing on the other parts of the bone. Um, and that comes from a hip and a knee alignment. It comes from, an, it goes all the way down um, to your ankle. So it's, you know, wearing proper So your whole footwear. leg was, was messed rebelling up. <laughs> against you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really, if you're running, if you are getting into running, I think a lot of people just go out and run, whereas you really need to be strong and strengthen all of your muscles so you can, your body can handle running, um, get good footwear. So yeah, I basically, the, my physical therapy was to strengthen the rest of my body, even my core, my arms, because they're all, it's a whole body sure. involvement with that. So. so are you running again now? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing it now. Yeah. Again, not being chased. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Right, right. I'll, I run with a stroller mostly now. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll do try. Well, I don't know if I do a triathlon, but I had, yeah, a couple of marathons under my belt, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Every marathoner has to mention they've done a marathon or two. So I think you have to, so it's, that's, you're legally obligated my, by doing it. This is that. I, well, don't, I mean, you brought your medals <laughs> with you, so I appreciate that. They're I don't always lead with that. Clanging but, yeah. together, but you're, you're literally, we're <laughs> holding them in front of you in yes. my face. Yeah. Most of the episode. So <laughs> we've finally gotten to the point where you've mentioned them. Can you put them away now? Yeah. Okay. Let me get the, uh, the gold box out. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Put them in there. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with a pop quiz. Thank you very much for sharing all of that and your experiences. This is the Mysteries of Life, which there are so, there's at least seven that I know of. It's a long song. That's how strong my love is on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Podcasts. Are they the greatest thing that humanity has ever produced? It's hard to say for sure, but let's assume they are. If that's the case, then you should subscribe to a certain degree and also to Offcuts. It's Allison Steedle's podcast, and she's on this episode. And so that's something you should do. Seriously, though, it's free. It just takes a second. It helps out podcasters because the more subscribers we have, the more the algorithm notices us and promotes us accordingly. All praise be to the mighty algorithm. Now back to the show. The Mysteries of Life on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That's how strong my love is from the album, Come Clean. Good morning. My name is Nick. We only have a few more minutes on the show. Then we have to turn it over to the Orlando Theater Hour. And apparently the authorities are here (laughs) uh, delivering Ashley to the station so she can do... (laughs) the show starting at 9 a.m. But 
until then, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And my very special guest, Allison Steedle, is still here. I'm here. Yeah. Still. still. I haven't driven her away. Also, I have the key to the door. <laughs> you can find Allison every week, Friday mornings. Her podcast mm-hmm. comes out with her co-hosts, Elliot Hillis of Orlando Meets and Steve Etchie of PFT Media. That is called Off Cuts. You have special guests. Um, we have, well, we, yeah, we've got some some special things planned. A Thanksgiving episode coming up. Coming up. Black Friday. Gift giving of food. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll talk about edible arrangements. Blue mm. Apron, if you want to give that as a gift. Things that you should or should not Oh, okay. Give. You want to spoil it by no. telling us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so some of the episodes that I've really liked are, you know, a, a little bit of the ones where you guys get really deep into food or food mm-hmm. culture. Um, I really like the uh, Yelp review review. But I also like the ones where, uh, uh, and I can't remember his name from Lineage. Ryan. Ryan came on and yes. you guys got deep into yes. how they find the beans, how they source the beans. But then I had zero idea about the process for getting to the bean itself right? through the fruit right. of the coffee. So that was really interesting that's, and compelling for me. That's what I like about the show too is because we... There's so many there's so much food that we appreciate, but we have no idea where it comes from or how it gets to our cup in the morning and what how you can really distinguish, you know, a good cup of good cup of coffee from bad cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can drink, you know, straight up black coffee, uh, you have to really have, you know, good beans. Um, and it depends, you know, the roast and uh yeah, it's it's an incredible process. So yeah, we try to do some education. On the show, I did do um, my first pour-over coffee at home in preparation for the episode. And, um, yeah, so. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, good. Did, yeah, I did. Re- it, it's not as hard as it, it sounds, but, yeah, it, it was fun. So it's really fun to to do the research and to um, kind of come up with concepts and mm. organize uh, the episodes. So we have to heat the water, right, for pour-over coffee? You do. Yeah, no, I can't do it. <laughs> Is something I'm not allowed near the oven anymore. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have um, kettles that you can nope. plug in. Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> not allowed near plugs. Okay. You have the outlet covers like for yep. baby proofing? It's basically my house has been Nick proofed. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so Allison. Nick. We're good friends. Yes. We may not be after this next segment. Oh, okay. So this is your pop quiz. Yes. We have an expert in trivia in Simon Time mm-hmm. from Simon Time Trivia. He does shows seven nights a week. You can find him on facebook.com slash Simon Time Trivia. But let's go to the first question, shall we? And you know what the stakes are, right? Yes. You're, we're either going to be best friends mm-hmm. if you get all of them right. For just a week. For just a week. Now, I will need to know all of your allergies, right. everything that you hate or fear. Um, so obviously, I can keep those things away from you. Mm-hmm. If we're, we become bitter enemies, which is if you get one or fewer correct then we become bitter enemies mm-hmm. and I will need to know all of those same things right. <laughs> so I can throw as many of them as you at you as possible. Oh gosh. Okay. Great. Let's get started, <laughs> shall we? Simon time. Take it away. Hey, hey, Nick, this is Simon time from the Simon time trivia show. And I've got for you and Allison five food related questions. Here is number one. Monterey Jack is a famous type of what? cheese 
The answer, of course, is a type of cheese. Okay, mm-hmm. you're at you're at a good place. Okay, in your life, right now, because uh-huh. you're on that side of the desk. If you were on this side, it might be a little bit weird because you'd have to run the board. Oh, so gosh. you're in I'm a in good, good place. place. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite cheese? Um, favorite no, I love all cheese. cheese. No. All cheese. I don't like brie. Too soft. Too. It tastes weird to me. Okay. I don't know. All right, good I to like know. hard cheeses. I don't know. Like Parmesan Reggiano that have been in the joint for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, I love all. I love almost all cheeses. Okay, great. That's good to know. Okay, because I'm, I'm also not scoring allergic. you on. Wait, what? I'm not allergic to. Cheese. Not allergic to cheese. Yeah, all or these answers. So, I'm going to tell you whether or not I'm allergic. Or so you say. <laughs> Question number two: What is the only edible food said to never spoil? Honey. Hmm. Well, this is handy. The answer is honey. Now, is that true? Yeah, as far as I can tell. Okay. Elliot would say that no food ever spoils. Yeah, he would say that. Yeah. He would also eat stuff off the ground. Yeah, he likes to test the limits. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Honey, you don't have to worry. Uh, Honey comes from bees is my understanding. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you for clearing (laughs) that up. Let's go on to the next one. You're 2-0. and oh. All right. You're on your way to best friend territory. Yes. Let's see if you can keep it going. Okay. Question number three is a little bit more difficult than the first two we've had. What year of the 1990s was the blue M&M introduced after a fan vote? Oh, this was on Offcuts. Blue M&M. Oh, I want to say it was 1996. 95 or 96, but I'll say 96. Okay. Do you want to say both? Because you can both? only say one. I want to. I want to say both. I can only say one. I'll say ninety six. You want to say ninety six? You're confusing me. Of yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> I'll go with ninety six. Okay. The answer was dead smack in the middle. No. Nineteen ninety five. <laughs> you were so close. You were trying to. Yeah. No, I was literally your... trying to confuse you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was not trying to help. Okay. I think there's one thing I am not. It's helpful. I I'm. All right. Well, I was close. Yeah. So. So we're not going to be best friends. I'm pr- I, that's okay. It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's hurtful. That's really Maybe hurtful. All right. Go on, Simon. Time while I cry into my <laughs> soda pop. Question number four, guys. Let's talk a little bit of alcohol. Guinness beer was first brewed in what country? Ireland. She asks. Are, is that your answer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the answer. It was first brewed in the Emerald Isle, Ireland. Woo-hoo. Ireland. That's what I said. Big listener. You were correct. Oh, hey, Ireland. Hey, guys. <laughs> Top gals, of the morning to you. Lads and lasses. Shashai, shashai. Oh, what just happened there? I don't know. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, question number five. What popular beverage once very famously contained traces of cocaine? Coca-Cola. The final answer. It's in the name game, Coca-Cola. Those have been your five food-related questions. Nick, Allison, thank you so much, guys. Simon Time. you. You can find him at Simon Time Trivia. He has a podcast as well. Mm -hmm. You can find that on pftmedia.com. Thank you so much, Simon. Four and one. Not Not bad. bad. (laughs) You're okay. 
Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Do you drink soda? No. Since Coca-Cola came up? No. I stopped drinking it a few years ago, so yeah. I'll have it every once in a while if I need caffeine, but I don't want to necessarily have a coffee. Like, I don't mm. like to drink coffee or beer with meals. Okay. Um, especially together. Yeah. That's gross. But <laughs> I find that I like coffee so much, I like beer so much that I want to have those flavors oh. distinct. Mm-hmm. I see that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you, what do you, what is your, what do you go to when you're drinking or when you're eating? Um, I drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I'm gotten into boba tea a little bit mm-hmm. lately, which is super good. Um, and Elliot's gotten me into uh, sparkling water, so I don't really drink alcohol much anymore. And, um, I go with a sparkling water, which ah. is my treat. It's so it's it's got the carbonation, got the bubbles. Yeah. So you kind of get that with Makes your soda. You feel like you're floating. Uh, yes, yeah. and um, and it you know it's not it doesn't have a bunch of sugar. It doesn't have any sugar in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's another perfect drink besides coffee. Nice. All right. Very <laughs> good. Well, let's play a song. This is Idiot Glee with Pinkwood. I I don't know why I picked it, but it sounds fun to say. <laughs> Idiot yeah. Glee. Pinkwood <laughs> on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Can you mural? Do you mural? Do you paint murals? I guess is the right way to say it. Do you know somebody who does? The Sam Flax Wall Project is happening again in February, and so they are looking for muralists to participate. It's a great event. Basically, it's a street party. That goes on while the artists are doing their thing, painting the walls of the Sam Flax building. You can see the 2019 murals on the building or on many Orlando Instagram accounts since people take a million pictures of them. Applications are due by January 3rd. Get an idea together of what you might want to do, some of your past work, and you will find instructions on how to submit at samflaxorlando.com. Now back to the show. Idiot Glee on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Pinkwood from their EP, Life Without Jazz. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Your life is pretty jazzy if you're listening to A Certain mm-hmm. Degree right now because Allison Steedle is here. One of Hi. the jazziest people I know. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. Okay, great. It sounds good, though. When you're talking about something, like let's say you're looking at something and somebody asks you for advice. And you say, uh, you know, it needs to be about 12% more jazzy. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's always a good way of saying it's not good enough without hurting their feelings. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm already jazzy. You're super jazzy. All right. Yeah. So I I have no improvements to make. Uh, (laughs) Well... Yeah. In the sense that we all do. Now, as a guest, as a podcast a podcast guest on the radio, mm-hmm. on the show, yes, there's no way you could get any better. Okay. Just so you Thanks. know that. Allison Steedle is here from Offcuts Podcast, among other things that she does. Offcuts can be found on just about any podcast network. Yeah. You can subscribe to it, and I would recommend that you do if you mm-hmm. like food if you like what's going on in the Central Florida food scene and you like hearing people talk a little bit more about it and interview people who are doing stuff within it. So a couple of the guests that we've mentioned are Ryan from Lineage mm-hmm. and Steve Lewis from Steve Lewis Gideon's. From Gideon's. He was and great. 
he was fantastic too because I think that you know you learn a little bit more about the process of how he's putting those cookies. If you're unfamiliar with Gideon's uh, Gideon's Bakehouse, right? Uh, it's good, so we should just call it Gideon's. <laughs> but Gideon's Bakehouse is over at the East End Market, and there were a few things that I didn't realize that you know uh, he makes them in small batches because mm-hmm. he wants the quality to be there in right. everything that he does. Like he is super into quality control. Yes. Yeah. And that's why they're the best cookie in Florida. At yeah. least they do have some international recognition oh, yeah. that he talks about too. He, he enjoys seeing a picture of his cookie in China yep. and people will bring it, you know, someone brought it up North for someone who is sick in the hospital. So, yeah. so, uh, small batches, uh, it's one of the reasons they sell out. Um, you know, mm-hmm. even to the point of they have uh, commercial ovens at East end, there's a commercial mm-hmm. kitchen there that a lot of people, uh, cook at or have even practiced cooking at so they can right. go out and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But there's even only one that he really likes to use because he yeah. knows the settings and it does exactly what he wants it to do. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see it selling out, I mean, these are just every day is almost like a limited edition right. with Gideon. So having said all that, I would recommend you go back, stop listening to me talk about <laughs> this episode and go listen to that episode and other episodes like it right. where you guys are talking about that stuff and digging into it. And I thought I thought it was interesting that I, I love hearing the perspective of a business owner or someone who works in the industry. He told that story about the, uh, I don't like the word, influencer, an mm-hmm. Instagram influencer who came toward the close and there were no cookies left. And she, the, her reaction was to go out to the parking lot of East End Market and scream and scream like, don't buy from Gideon's, et cetera, et cetera. So I love, I love hearing those stories. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you're going to hear that from people. They share, obviously, the stories they can share. I'm sure there's other stories that are going on right. in the background. Again, having never worked in the food industry, I'm always fascinated by how people deal with this because, we've romanticized it to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, there's a lot of movies, there's a lot of TV shows yes. that are based in restaurants and kitchens and stuff like that. And so hearing some validation of how, you know, that mm-hmm. it is a little bit like that in yeah. some ways, but a lot of times it's just really, really intensely hard work. Right. And the reason people work that hard at it is because they love it mm-hmm. so much. They love feeding people. They love... Uh, providing people they love creating yeah. these these things exactly. um so taking away from it you know the show and doing it about half a year now or almost a full year almost i think february the end of february is when it started so yeah. what is your big takeaway from doing it about orlando about food about cooking i think it's just furthered my appreciation for food in general and the process that goes into making it. Um, I, I know Elliot pretty well and I still don't know how he comes up with new dishes all the time. I mean, he's, he's always working His brain is always working. Um, so real appreciation for that. I think we've become more and more separated from where our food is coming from. And like you said, it's just like magic is going on back there and there's a plate of food in front of you. So getting to know the inside you know, scoop of, uh, the whole process. And I think, um, I really enjoyed Elliot talking about going to a farm to talk about how they want their meat cut. Um, and he, you know, was, you know, there was a cow there that was going to be slaughtered either later that day or the next day. And, you know, you, he got to 
he was in the same, you know, vicinity as all the hands that were going to touch that cow before I or you eat it. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, just, uh, just more of an appreciation. I think that's really what the podcast is based on is just, um, there's a lot of opinions and, you know, silliness on the podcast, but it all is from a place of love and appreciation of food. And, you know, someone has said to me, you know, I don't live to eat. I eat to live. And I said, you know, I live to eat. I love it. (laughs) I think it's interesting too, when we see, um, stories and we see, so everybody's Instagramming and they're living their best life and they're taking these beautiful pictures Mm -hmm. of food. By the way, I don't take a lot of pictures of food. I might take some pictures of the restaurant or of the menu, Mm -hmm. but here's how I feel. I've taken this phone into places where probably shouldn't go. Yeah. I don't want to touch it before I eat. Right. So I'm not going to take pictures of my food. So okay. I'm wondering if we're going to actually create the next super bug because of Instagram. Ooh. Think about that okay. for a second. And uh, now I'm realizing we're almost out of time because now I want to completely just talk about that. Right. <laughs> but I also wanted to th- you know, talk about um, this was a little bit of a scandal uh, a couple of weeks ago when somebody posted, I think it was on Instagram or some social media, Mm. the uh, mac and cheese at Panera being prepared, which it comes out of a bag. Mm -hmm. Like they're not preparing fresh mac and cheese. They're preparing stuff like that. So somebody shocked by that. Yeah. I think people were, (laughs) Oh gosh. I think people were, and it's like, okay, you have to be prepared to look behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit when it comes to this. Right. And if, you know, you, if, ethical treatment of animals is important Mm -hmm. if freshness and quality of food is important and all of those other things are important it does take some effort right but you have to do that yeah you get what you pay for yeah so So i appreciate you guys doing that thanks so let's leave it at that let's shake hands okay Offcuts podcast can be found on any, oh yeah, that seems natural (laughs) on any podcast network. Uh, You can find them on Instagram and on Facebook and Allison Steedle is also around there as well. Yeah. And mom's on mills. Yes. And you can go look for that as well. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Nick. Okay. I'm going to release Allison back into the wild Orlando theater hours coming up. Let's listen to the Ernie Freeman combo. This is mountain greenery because you prefer the mountains to yeah, beach you knew you listen i do and i had that song yeah. queued up <laughs> coincidentally on wprk winter park florida you've been listening to a certain degree and that's the show thanks for listening to a certain degree where do you go from here Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. Also check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A-CertainDegree.com. Just a reminder that this and every episode is recorded live on WPRK. You can listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. on your radio or streaming on the internet. That's when shows are at their peak freshness. Thank you for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks. 